Welcome to Project Lakota Siches. We're learning this week, Sikhe Beis of Parshish Nitzavim, page 114. This is a Sikha on a Rashi in the beginning of this week's Parsha. Rashi, Bipirushia, Laposik, Tapchem, Nishechem, Vegercha, Shabakerev, Machanecho, Michaita, Vetsecho, Achayev, Mimecho. So, this is a Pasik in the beginning of Parshish Nitzavim, where Moshe Rabbeinu was talking to all Yidin, and he enumerates the different categories of Yidin that he's going to make a bris with them. So So Rashi brings these two words, and Rashi explains as follows. This teaches us that Kananim came to become Gedim in this time by Moshe, similar to the Givainim that came in the time of Yeshua to become Gedim. This is what we find that it says by the Givainim, that they also did with trickery. So it says gam. Gam hema means that something like this happened before. And Moshe Rabbeinu appointed them to become wood choppers and water carriers. So that's the category of that it says in the here. So the Mepharshim explained Rashi. What Rashi is saying is the same as it says in the Tanchuma. The Gevainim came to Moshe, and he didn't accept them as Gedim. That the Gevainim came again by Yeshua, and they also came with trickery to become Gedim. Why does it say Gam Hema? That they came to become Gedim in the time of Moshe, and he didn't accept them as Gedim. This is the Lashon of the Tanchuma. So the Mepharshim say that Rashi is saying the same point as the Tanchuma. Hainu, so what we see in the words of the Tanchuma is, These are people that Moshe Rabbeinu did not make with them a bris. He did not accept them as Gerim. Immediately when they came, so he appointed them to be Woodchoppers and water carriers. So they remained to be servants for Yidin, but they never became Gerim. That's what it says in the Tanchuma. But the Rebbe says, if you pay attention to the words of Rashi, it's not mashma that Rashi agrees to this Tanchuma. They came to become Gerim, and that's a word that the Tanchuma does not say. And another thing, and Rashi omits what it says in the Tanchuma clearly, that Moshe did not accept them. That Rashi's opinion is, in the Pshat of the Pasik, that Moshe Rabbeinu did accept them as Gerim, and they became Gerim. So Rashi is arguing with what it says in the Tanchuma, in the Pshat of Mikra, these are Gerim that Moshe Rabbeinu accepted as Gerim. But now, if so, we have the following questions with Rashi. Aleph number one. How does Rashi know to argue with Tanchuma? Where does Rashi see in the Pshara of the Pasuk that they became Gerim? Seemingly, on the contrary. Just as it's understood that Rashi is explaining that Chaitve Eitzim are not just people amongst Klal Yisrael that had this job to be woodchoppers. Because, because the Torah 
elaborates and separates them in a separate category. They're not included amongst all other Yidin. So that itself, that they're in a second category, it's, it's not only because they have a certain job, they don't deserve to be in another category, it's because it has to be something different about them. So therefore, they're Gaidim, they're not the rest, part of the rest of Klal Yisrael. If so, says the Rebbe, for the same reason, we have a proof that they're actually not Gaidim. Because Gaidim, it already says in the passage before, there's the Gaidim that Moshe Rabbeinu was gathering here. And Rashi himself actually explains this in the Gemara. Since Moshe Rabbeinu is calling these separately, they're not part of the rest of Yidin, and they're also not like the rest of the Gedim. So the Pshat that it says in the Tanchume is proven from the Pasik. They can't be Gedim, because the Gedim it already says before. So what's the Pshat in Rashi? There is another question. My Kavonis Rashi so Rashi says, Malamed, this pasuk comes to teach me that the Kananim came. Why doesn't Rashi simply say that who are these people? These are Kananim that came to be Megayr. What's the word Malamed? That this pasuk comes to teach this to me. Gimel, another question. When Rashi brings the pasuk where we see that the Givainim also copied and did the same thing, Gam Tevas Ba'arma. Why does Rashi bring this word Ba'arma that they came and they did with the same trickery? Without this word, the Raya of Rashi, that since it says Gam, so we see that this happened before in the time of Moshe, is understood. Why is Rashi adding that word? So the Rav explains, because the Pshatnis Rashi is as follows. In the Pshara of the Pasuk, it's clear, the woodchoppers, the water carriers, it has to be that they are part of Klal Yisrael. That the Pasuk immediately explains, what's the point of Atem Nitzavim, all the Eden that are standing here together? which includes all of the categories that the Pasuk afterwards says. All of these people in this category here are included in uh, this bris for the Kiyama Mitzvahs. If so, what's the reason why... So, uh, sorry, so if so, it's clear that all of these individuals are part of Klal Yisrael. So from this it's clear, So these people, the woodchoppers, either they're just another segment amongst Eden, or they're part of Gedim. Because if this is not the case, they're just Avadim, like we saw in the Tanchume, in the Pshat of the Pasik, they have no connection to the Mitzvahs. So that's how Rashi knows to teach, not like the Tanchuma, that it must be that they were accepted as Gaidim. So the Kivin Shekain, Mestavah, Shehinam, Bechal Gaidim. It's logical to say that they're not part of Klal Yisrael, but they're a category within Gaidim. Why is this? So the Rebbe gives a few reasons here. Aleph, Miatzada, Shavashem, Mem, Shabaloshna Kosov. There's a certain similarity in the way Chaytavet Sechan Shoev Memecha is written, it's similar to Gaidim. 
סוגימלו, וגרחו שבקרב מחנך, מחייתו ויצחו עד שואב ממחו, נאמרו כולם בלושן יחד. It's all written in a singular term. The people that I mentioned, the categories that I mentioned before, before it says Tabchem, Nesheichem, it's written Baloshan Rabin, different uh, segments amongst Klal Yisrael. When it comes to Gercha, it's written Loshan Yachid, and then is also written Loshan Yachid. So therefore, it's logical that these are people that are amongst Gayim. Beis, another simple thing we see here. From the Lashon of the Pasuk, it doesn't say It says From your wood choppers to your water carriers. That the Pasuk here is just elaborating on Gercha. That the Gercha includes all those gating from the wood choppers to the water carriers. If, if they are a completely different category, should have used a similar language like it says before. These are another two categories of and And we see a similar lashing that the Torah, when it uses the, the me and ad, call all the b'chayim mitzrayim, and then the pasuk elaborates what that includes. It's the details of Kol B'chayr. It's not another category. Which says before. Which a person does from an ox to a donkey to a sheep. And other examples where when it says me, ad, we're not adding a new category, we're just elaborating what was said before. So therefore over here, when it says, after we know that this is details of certain kinds of gate. So now we understand two things. The Rebbe explained to us that we must say that they're part of Klal Yisrael, because they're part of the Bris, and we also can see that they're part of Gaiden. But the question remains, Why is the Torah specifically elaborating and saying that these Gerim are also included? And the Torah takes it out of the Klal of all the Gerim. You can't say that just because they had this kind of a job, even if you're going to say that it's a difficult job, just because of that, they're taken out of the general category of all gaidim. So what is, what is the reason why the Torah spells out these gaidim separately? So we must say, this, the fact that they are gaidim, within gaidim itself, they are a category for itself. This category amongst Gaidim, this is something that just happened and took place in, in this time period around when Moshe said this Atam Nitzavim. Why? Any time Gaidim are mentioned in the Torah earlier on, this is not the first time that Gaidim are brought up. Gaidim are brought up in the Torah earlier. So if the Torah spells out a separate category amongst Gaidim, why anywhere earlier in the Torah where it speaks about Gaidim doesn't it? So it must be that we're talking about a certain category of Gaidim, and there's something specific that happened in this time period 
that is a separate segment of Gedim that the Torah is mentioning here. So therefore Rashi says, we find another place, an example of what happened. Gedim of a unique category in the time period of Yeshua. So it's logical to say that this special category of Gedim in the time of Moshe was also similar. What caused these Gedim, this unique um, segment of Gedim, to become Gedim in the time of Moshe is similar to what caused these people to become Gedim in the time of Yeshua. And what is this? The fact that here Yidin were about to conquer Eretz Yisrael. And that's actually in the time of Yeshua, when Yidin were about to conquer the land. So, similarly, Yidin are about to enter into the land, with the intention to eventually conquer it. So the Kananim were afraid, just like when Yidin, in the time of Yeshua, began conquering Eretz Yisrael. So the Canaanim were afraid. Similarly, in the time of Moshe, the Canaanim were afraid because Yidin were about to enter Eretz Yisrael and they came to be Megayer. So the cause of the Geiros, this unique cause of this time in history that brought about an influx of Geiros from the Canaanim in that area is similar to the way it was Bimei Yeshua, now as well Bimei Moshe. They came to become Gedim before they are entering into Eretz Canaan. In other words, the Rebbe emphasizes Eretz Canaan. They're coming to conquer their territory. And So now we have this unique category of Gedim that came for a specific reason. In other words, there must have been Gedim along the time when Yidin were the Midbar. There could have been Gedim that came. Each individual came for whatever reason he came. To be, he recognized the greatness of the Yidin and he came to be Megayer. But here we have a unique influx of Gedim that came as a group to be Megayer because of the fear that Yidin are coming to conquer their territory. So this is a unique segment of Gedim that came for a specific reason in the time of Yeshua and similar in the time of Moshe. So therefore, this happened at this time period, never before. And this is a specific reason that caused this now. And therefore, the Teire specifies them separately. So that's the chart of these gate. They're part of the gate, but there's a specific reason that it happened now, and the Torah talks about them. Aval, the Rebbe is still not satisfied. The point of the question here still remains. Why should this matter? The cause, the reason of why they became gate, why is that enough of a reason to specify them separately? They converted, they became Gedim, just like anybody else. So the question still remains, why is the Teda separating them in a separate category? So now, maybe we could say that maybe this itself is what the Teda is teaching me. I would have thought that maybe these people that came to be Megayah for this reason, because we're coming to conquer their territory and they were afraid, so they became Gaidim. So I would have thought maybe they weren't accepted as Gaidim. And the Torah is saying, no, that even them, they're also Gercha. Even the Chaita Vitzacha and Shoev Meimacha are also Gaidim. Similar to what uh, we have before by the Bukhari Mitzrayim, that the Torah is Machadish, 
that includes even Padoi, that even includes Bukhayra Shifcha. So over here, the Chiddush is that they're also accepted as Gaiden. So the Rebbe says, Why would I think that they're not accepted as Gaiden? They came to be Megayer in this time period of Moshe. Would there be any reason to think that they're not included in the regular Gatim that came to be Megayer amongst your camps? Why would we think? Why would the Torah have to say so? In Ha'ara 15, there's a longer order where the Rebbe actually does point out that there, you may, there may be certain reasons to believe why they wouldn't be included in Gatim. And the Rebbe addresses it in the Ha'ara. But here, in the, in the, inside the Sikha, the Rebbe says that the cause of what brought them to become Gaiden doesn't matter. Yes, it's a, it's, a, it's a specific incident that happened in the history in that time period. So in that sense, they're unique and different than other Gaiden. However, the fact is that they are regular Gaiden, just like anybody else. So why is the Teda spelling out this category separately because of this unique thing that happened in that time of history? So therefore Rashi adds one word in the beginning of his pshat. This teaches us that Kananim came to become Gedim in that time period. And then Rashi says, Just like in the time of Yeshua, there was a unique thing that happened. There was an influx of Gedim that came from the Kananim. Similarly, it happened in the time of Moshe. So what is this word Melamed and Rashi telling me? meaning the fact that the Torah specifies these gatim in a separate category, they're not really any different than any other gatim. The only difference is the cause of their gatim. But why are we here? Just because of the cause of the gatim, are we spelling them out separately? It's just to teach us about, what, about this incident. That this happened, that there was an influx of gatim when the Eden were about to enter at Israel. There are many things and incidents that happen to the Yidin that the Torah doesn't write explicitly and only writes them as a hint. So over here as well, just like any other incidents that the Torah writes about, that there's all kinds of stories that the Torah writes when the Yidin were in the Midbar. So this is really just another story of history that happened to the Yidin that the Torah is telling us. So really... They're not different than any other Gaitim. There's a difference in the cause of the Gaitis, in what led to their Gaitis, in the history and the unique circumstance of their Gaitis, but not in the actual Gaitis. So Rashi writes, Malamid, the Taitis spelling out this Gaitis separately to teach me about this unique incident that happened, that there were many Gaitim of the Knanim that came to be Megayim in this time period. So now, since this is not so simple, it's not so obvious, they're just with a few words. Elu, these few words here. The Torah is telling me about this whole story that happened and the details of how they came. And there was a question whether they should be accepted because they only came because they were afraid and Moshe Rabbeinu accepted them. So therefore Rashi says, that we have a proof for this pshat that these few words are just coming to tell us about this incident. Because we see that over there it says Gam Hema, that when they came by Yeshua, they were copying something that happened before. This proves that something like this already happened before. It happened at the time of Moshe. 
Just like here, the Torah writes these words, It says there in the Pasuk as well, He appointed them to be woodchoppers and water carriers. So if you look at the few extra words that we have here, that the Torah specifies this category of Gaidim, and you look at what's spelled out later by Yeshua, of what happened to the Gaidim that came in his time, so this clarifies the, specific, the, the unique and specific circumstance of this Gaitis. And we know why the Torah is writing to let us know, to relate to us this story, the unique influx of Gaitis that came in that time. However, the Rebbe says there's one more detail here that we can ask. Another question here. If you look further there in the Pasuk of Yeshua, and you see what happened there, there's another question. When the student learning here will take a look in Yeshua, what happened over there with the Givainim that came to him, Rashi. Rashi points you to the Psukim there, so the Talmud is going to go look over there to see, he might find a proof opposite of what Rashi says. That in the time period of Moshe, such a thing couldn't have happened. Why? If this is something that already happened before in the time of Moshe, so why is it that when Yeshua accepted these Gaidim, so all the congregation, all the Yidin came and complained to the Nesim, why did we accept these Gaidim? Why are we doing this? Why did they complain? Moshe Rabbeinu did the same thing. They did appropriately. They're just doing the same as Moshe Rabbeinu did. Why don't we find there in the Pasuk that Yeshua answers them this? I'm just repeating what Moshe Rabbeinu did. So from the story that it says there, and we see that this caused complaints and Yeshua doesn't even respond to them. So we see, and at least not in this way, that he has Moshe Rabbeinu as a precedent for this. So we see that this is something that never happened before. So to answer this, Rashi adds one word. That when they came to Yeshua, they came with armor, with trickery. Here Rashi is specific in saying, they came to become Gaidim Stam. They were very open and clear about their intentions. There was no trickery. They weren't coming to be Gaidim just to save their life and they were not honest and they were not serious. No, they came that they want to be Gaidim. If so, So Yeshua cannot use what Moshe Rabbeinu did as a precedent that he has to follow and do the same to accept them as Gaidim. Therefore, all the Eden complained then. And Yeshua couldn't answer them that Moshe did the same thing. So on one hand, what happens in the time period of Yeshua did already happen before in the time of Moshe. But at the same time, though, it's not exactly the same. When they came the first time, they came sincerely. And really, it makes sense if you look at the history of what happened here. The first time, the Eden were just about to enter Eretz Yisrael, and they're not yet about to conquer Eretz Yisrael. So they weren't so afraid. So when they came the first time, they were sincere. They saw the Eden, and they wanted to be Gaidim. Second time, by Yeshua, the Eden were about to conquer Eretz Yisrael. They were afraid for their life. So over here, they came by Arma. They weren't, they weren't really honest. So we have the Pshat and the Rashi here. We have a unique category amongst Gaidim. What's unique about this category is the cause of what brought about this Gaidus. In that time of history, 
that they were about to enter Eretz Yisrael, but the actual Gerus was a, f- a full Gerus, according to Rashi, that's what the Rebbe's Chiddush and Arsiche is here, that it's a full regular Gerus, it's just that the history and the story that happened is what the Tate is sharing with us. So now we can see according to Chsidis in our Rashi as follows. There's a word that's brought in a Yom Yom from the Alter Rebbe on this Pasik. What does this mean? Eitzecha, besides meaning wood, could also be Moloshen Eitzah. It refers to advice or ideas. Which means, the point is, a person has to carve out and remove those ideas that he has, those thoughts and ideas that distract a person and take a person away from serving the Eibishter, you have to carve them out and remove them. That's Chaytev Eitzecha. V'shoyev meimechad al-Tarebbe said, Ha-kavone she-tzrichim lishoy v'samayim ha-matzmichim kol mini tainuk. A person has to draw out the water, which refers to the desires that a person has for the worldly pleasures. That's Chaytev Eitzecha. The Tate is giving us an instruction over here in Avedis Hashem to carve out and remove the distracting ideas and to remove the desires that uh, pull a person away from serving the Ebishter. Now, so this is the Alter Rebbe's Pshat. So the Rebbe now will explain that in Rashi, we see a deeper application of the Alter Rebbe's Pshat. Ach efsher, not possible that someone will argue and say, Okay, the Alter Rebbe's Vart is applicable to a person that's in the category of Yisachar. Yeshveyoyel sits and learns Teirah all day. Or every person when he's learning Teirah. The Kiyama Mitzvah, so when he's doing a mitzvah, or Bavedisat Filo, when he's davening. So Oz, Bavada Yeshisa Shotaruvis, Arabis Machshavis Shalev, Tanugayel Maza Shalev. Definitely, if you're now, you're learning, you're davening, you're doing a mitzvah, it's a time to be focused and dedicated in what you're doing, and you have to remove all other distracting things. Abel Zvulun, but a person that's in the category of Zvulun, Balayesek, Bishoshu, Isaac, Binyani Mischa, a person that's doing business and while he's involved in his business. While he's eating and drinking, now, now I'm doing mundane activity. Right now I'm engaging in physical activity. So here it's me. Here it's my ideas. Here it's, I'm, I'm, I'm tending to my own needs. So here it's my passion, my pleasure, my ideas, my agenda should be involved in this. And that's what it's about. And a person thinks to himself, the more I'll be involved, the more I'll put my mind to it, and the more I'll have my own pleasure involved, my own passion involved, the more success I'll have in what I do. And after all, the Torah writes, you have to do, so you have to do it, it's up to me. So that's the question a person will ask. The word of the Alter Rebbe, is limited to those time periods where you're involved in learning or doing a mitzvah or davening. But not when you're involved with things that are to yourself, that you're doing for yourself. Over here, it's about me. It's all about me. So this is the lesson here of the Rashi. This Pasuk of Chaytev Eitzach and Shoyev Mimecha is talking about who? It's talking about Kenanim that came to be Mizgaya. What's the hint of Kenanim? And the Nasna Moshe. Moshe Rabbeinu tells them the Kenanim Chaytev Eitzim V'Shoyev Imayim. So the hint of Kenani is Shagan Kenani. Even a Kenani Lithia Pidish Seicher. The Pshat that Alter Rebbe himself says in Teirer and Pashas Vayesha that Kenani refers to a merchant. In other words, even a person in his business, 
in his eating and drinking, where he's tending to himself. Even in that time period of your day, you still have to apply the attitude and the vart of the Alter Rebbe that remove your own agendas, your own ideas, remove your own pleasures for your own personal selfish sake. Whatever you're doing should be done for the sake and the purpose of the Ebishter. That's the answer. So here in Rashi, you see the application of the vart of the Alter Rebbe. If a person will still be persistent and argue. This is a very difficult thing to, to, to expect from a person. To reach a level. Even regarding his physical matters. That the person should totally rely and trust in Hashem. And not to mix in his own ideas and his own pleasure. Completely rely on Hashem even when it comes to the physical part of his life and the business, where the Torah itself says, and here in this, a person should be so dedicated and relying on the Ebishter. This is a very, very high level to expect of a person. So Rashi answers and Rashi hints to us. It's Meisha Rabbeinu that appoints them to be these woodchoppers and water carriers. Meisha Rabbeinu is the one that is empowering you for this Aveda in the Alter Rebbe's Pshat of carving out, of removing all distractions and removing your own ideas and pleasures even when it comes to Gashmi's Ziga matters. It's the Meisha that's within every single year that lifts you up and gives you the ability to do this. And regarding the level of Meisha which is there in the heart of every single year, this Aveda of applying the Vart of the Alter Rebbe, the way Rashi applies it, even for a Kanani, even for a merchant in his physical life, Milsa Zutrasahi, it's a small matter, it's very attainable, it's very achievable.